Hello everyone. Welcome to the Find Strength Within podcast. This is your host Mohan Krishnan. Always had a question, how do the successful people make it? Mm, how do I get motivated? What are the life hacks to get to the top quickly? Well, I can't guarantee you I can help you with all the above questions. But all I can say is I can try. With this good hope, let's start our episode. Hope you all enjoy it. So on today's episode we have Dr. Aditya Raman. Aditya is a very close friend of mine. He's done his MBBS at the famous Stanley Medical College. Uh post then uh, he went to pursue his studies in medicine. Therefore he worked really hard to get his postdoctoral fellowship in gastro at uh, John Hopkins University Baltimore US. And currently he's a medicine residency at St. Peter University Hospital. great chance to talk with you aditya welcome you to the show thank you so much mohan it's my pleasure to be here man and i'm really glad that you are doing this uh, podcast series i think it will be really helpful for, for a lot of young and aspirational uh, students you know anybody for that matter like who are like pursuing like either sports or medicine or whatever career they are interested in i think it will be really helpful yeah thanks. glad you're doing it actually yeah thanks aditya so the whole theme is about unsung heroes right and uh, Aditya represents thousands of doctors you know who are saviors of human lives in India at least pre corona right uh, we just see doctors here as a person who is wearing a coat studied a few books speaking fancy medical terms right uh, but we actually don't know how much of hard work a doctor puts in right the mental mm-hmm. pressure what he goes through uh, during his mbbs or his md journey the sacrifice what he makes to his personal life and many more things right like uh, how much of volumes of book he has to read so those kinds of story, stories and those kinds of real facts are not out to the society so mm-hmm. with this i like to welcome to you the show again and i want you to talk through this journey right the first question we were school mm-hmm. friends uh, you went on to take out your medical line and then just talk us through the medical field like you got an admission through stanley medical college mm-hmm. to get into that itself you had to make a lot of sacrifices sacrifices which are big back then mm-hmm. uh, i think you got this district second in the 12 standard which uh, at least in our competitive india right that's that's big then going on to do mbbs there and you've also told the rigor uh, what uh, happens in an mbbs journey right so talk us through right. what happens in that five years yeah just start off with that yeah i'll uh, slowly like take it through my process man so you know we uh, did our schooling together until 10th standard yeah. and at 10th standard uh, there was a point where like my parents told me uh either you can continue in uh, they gave me an option actually like uh, i'm very thankful to my parents they always gave me an option they never like pressurized me into like doing anything in particular and in 10th standard they gave me an option like uh, whether to like just continue with cbse or go into state board in state board there is a better opportunity for you to get like high scores and like uh, get into a medical school uh, medical college i fa- felt that to be like more feasible because like we didn't have any specific exam to get into med- medical school like until like few years before uh, i did uh, they had like a separate exam entrance exam to get into medical school for example we had aipmp at that time right like uh, yeah. but that is the uh, line we will take after cbsc we have yeah. to take aipmp but in state board we just like go directly like based on the state board scores so I decided to choose with state board. I actually didn't realize like how much uh, the transition like would take a toll on me because I knew like all of you guys like for a long period of time and then like I had to transition to a new atmosphere 
and i was very young back then like uh, yeah. i'm still young but like i was considerably young back then and that transition was like kind of big i got to know like new people and so until uh, 10th i had like a good like uh, balance in my um, physical routine as well i used to play sh- badminton on yeah. a regular basis but then after i started my 11th um, i dropped everything else like uh, i dropped watching movies i dropped like uh, going to uh, gym i dropped going to uh, my club to play badminton and all i was focused on was to go to school in the morning come back have something to eat and then uh, go to tuition classes so that used to be my routine like tuition classes will last for like 3 uh, hours and then i'll come back and then i'll read and then i'll sleep and even on weekends i had tuition classes in the morning like uh, from 7 am to 9 am and in the afternoon from 2 pm to like 6 pm i had like tuition classes every now and then so that was like quite a long process like the two years of just me sitting like with books and uh, reading and uh, uh, reading like every every single time free time that you get like i was in the zone i didn't know anything else outside that zone i lost in touch with all of you guys like at that time uh, all i was doing was just reading i put on like close to like 20 kgs of weight at that time uh, uh but eventually it paid off the hard work like whatever i took i didn't realize actually and that's when i it actually came upon me like uh, hard work actually pays off yeah whatever like uh, stress uh, the time you take the dedication you uh, have towards something if you are really like uh, putting on the hard work it will definitely pay off when i had my 12th standard results come out i actually was in uh, college taking a medical exam uh, like entrance exam for a private medical school and when i came out they told me like i got the district second rank i actually did not believe at all my parents did not believe <laughs> nobody believed and they were all like really happy that i uh, got the rank then i got into the med school so that was uh, kind of like um a uh, first uh, light at the end of a dark tunnel for me once seeing that everything else like uh, seemed to be easier i thought okay uh, from now on life is going to be really easy and smooth uh, you got into a medical college finish it get a doctor degree start start your practice and everything will be smooth sailing from there but it wasn't my <laughs> first year of medical college was okay. really hard really really hard um, so we had to uh, read like a lot of uh, anatomy biochemistry and uh, all basic science within one year and the thing is if you fail in the first year of uh, mbbs you'll have to like be in a separate batch and that that batch will have like a six month lag from the rest of the batch you really have to like because for rest of the years even if you fail it will be like an arrear uh, for the first year alone like if you uh, fail you will be in a separate batch throughout your medical uh, college oh. that was a huge pressure before i think like before my anatomy paper 2 um i actually cried i cried a lot to my mom my mom is a doctor as well so yeah. she understood like uh, whatever ha- like the stress i was in actually my mom she told me like don't take medical uh, course oh. medical course is going to be really stressful just consider something else she told me at my 10th standard she told me at my 12th standard like just don't <laughs> take medical course because she she knows like what are the stress like the the doctors have you have to be constantly like updated with the medical knowledge yeah so she actually advised me against but i just d- didn't listen to her i was just like uh, i'm passionate about this i like it so i'm just going to go for it so i actually cried like uh, during my uh, f- first year like uh, before my first year exams there was a point where i was like so like uh, upset and so afraid of my exams that i actually like was having nausea and i was like vomiting continuously retching 
uh, even thinking back back about it like it was super stressful first year of medical college but second year third year uh, and final year like you get a hang of it you get a like you know how to read you know what to read what not to uh, read like what to remember what what to like focus on what to like uh, uh, concentrate and so you will get a hang of it and rest of the years was like really good for me i was like having a good balance with the getting to know people from different medical colleges having like conferences going for like quiz events networking networking was the key like uh, you get to know a lot of different people different like medical students from different states all that like kind of helped me like push through the rest of my years and my final year so every year we have an exam right so every year was like even more like harder 12th standard was harder than first year was more harder than uh, second year final year and after final year i decided to come to the us actually like uh, to do my post graduation um because uh, i actually didn't have uh, a really strong interest in coming to the us um, i thought let me come here see how the medical uh, practices and then make a decision so i came here to do clinical experience for a few months uh, like 4 to 6 months it was really good i, I enjoyed medicine in a different way so i decided to come here preparing for a medical exam here was like another another tough struggle that i went through you know after your medical college it's like it's like a dark zone for you for after college it's a dark zone for everybody like the transition to into like a into like yeah. occupation with the profession that you get into and i was still like uh, questioning myself what to do about it like uh, should i go to us or should i stay in india should i do neat or should i do uh, united states medical licensing exam and uh, because uh, doing united states uh, medical licensing exam is a very long process uh there are like three steps involved uh step 1 step 2 uh step 2 has like clinical skills clinical knowledge each exam uh is about like 8 to 9 hours long you will have like a total of 45 minute break which you can like divide up uh, between like every hour so it's like 8 hours of stressful like you know 300 uh, 300 questions that you'll have to do each question uh, will be like you'll have to read for like 5 uh, minutes to understand what they're asking it will be like quite stressful the exam by itself and preparing for that exam is also like really stressful you'll have to build your profile rather than, more than the scores they'll also look at your profile your overall profile like what research you have done what are your achievements in your medical college i had to like do research so i went to johns hopkins i applied and uh, and i got like a research position so first year i wasn't paid and second year like they started paying me so after that like things kind of started smoothing out at that time like i had this thing in mind that i wanted to share with everybody i eventually came to learn that there is no hurry in life you have to be patient in growing up in india like uh, all of us will have this thing to settle down nobody will have a proper concept of settling down everybody uh, i mean like if you ask me like settling down means having a job having a wife and having a house but there is a lot of lot of other things that one should consider before settling down um uh, being content being happy with whatever like you are doing uh most of the people like don't worry about it uh, they just worry that you know they're getting salary they're having a family and they're having a house to live in my concept like kind of grew at that time i was like there is no hurry there is no rush in me settling down faster let me take my time let me explore uh what uh the life has to offer and after coming here i came to know like people have no russian settling down here in the us uh, everyone will have their own goals own ambition and they will take their own sweet time to just like uh, achieve it and nobody will be like uh, having social pressure uh, pressure from your family uh, for you to settle down 
so that was like uh, really like helpful for me that kind of like a freedom in mind to just take your own sweet time to settle down so that's why i spent two two years in research before i uh, got into my md but yeah that's that's like a overall brief story like uh, my journey through md and i know like it will be new for a lot of people like uh, all this concept uh, but yeah yeah at least for common people like us right like uh, we really don't know what the process is right uh, we know that doctors are mbbs and mds right but we don't actually don't know how much of hard work actually is put in right like uh, getting into stanley itself is a very big thing like getting into a medical college itself is a very very big thing right you have to be the best right. among the lot right as you said the the exams there are so tough right and so much pressure that you kind of uh, if you fail your your one year late you're uh, you're lagging with yep. the other people right so that's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. adding a lot of pressure so uh, thanks for highlighting that uh, and also it was really good to get your philosophy about race right like yeah. uh, not to hurry things right like i think it's it's very common here the indian mindset uh, everybody right. wants to kind of get hurried with their life and uh, you know mm-hmm. with social pressure and with peer pressure mm-hmm. they want to kind of uh, get into kind of a settled kind of a thing right yeah uh, it's really uh, nice to get that point of view from you uh, thanks mm-hmm. for that uh, but uh, i just want to know talk us to the numbers right like we know india is a very populous country there are lots of uh, people who actually write the exam and uh, but a lot of people don't go to the us right like because it's it's highly competitive but at the same time uh, the the risk factor also is high like like you go to the mm-hmm. us the clearing ratio is not high so but take us to that numbers right like how many people apply uh, how many people clear it uh, what are the factors of uh, which influence your result so uh, what i would say is like uh, many people like after doing mbbs uh, they will just try to do md in india uh, mm-hmm. the one constraint one major constraint is the financial constraint so not a lot of people because overall it take close to like 12 to 15 lakhs in total for you to like um, go to uh, us and do a res- start a residency but once you start a residency your stipend that you get is much much higher than the stipend you get for doing in md uh, in india so eventually you will get the money back but uh, to apply loan the financial constraint will be there in your mind like should i have to like spend so much money to go to a new place and explore new things um, and also like uh, we 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 are living in a very small circle uh, many people won't realize that because they don't know what's outside the circle you will know only when you go outside the circle that there is so much more to like you know uh, uh, the opportunities that we all have uh, and growing up we have, we have always been in the small circle and to break out of the circle you need to have that uh, one small like push and uh, that push can be from within you or, or from outside you um but for me the push was just like uh, uh from both from my uh, uh family my sister went to the us right like she went before me and she used to like share stories with me like about how good like the place is uh, but more than that like um, i just wanted to see like what what else medicine has to offer and like how medicine is being practiced there. because i've been watching like tv shows like house md and other tv shows and i, I was really like fond of like how medicine is like uh pra- being practiced in the us uh, rather than like uh, i i did my uh, mbbs in government hospital so situation there is like really intense because they are like uh, the uh, medical care is like pretty much free so there are like lot of patients who come in 
you won't do complete evaluation at all your evaluation will be incomplete pretty much you'll be treating just a symptom if it's like a headache you'll just give paracetamol and ask them to go home uh, unless they come in with like some stroke like symptoms so it's pretty much like a very straightforward management like back home but over here it will be like very detailed uh, but what do you feel is the primary difference of the medical system here in india and the us right like of course the technology is much at the higher side at the us what do you think is lagging here in india and and why do people kind of uh, prefer people doing it abroad and uh, they don't give so much a value of uh, medicine in india um that's a very good question and like a lot of people ask me the same like how how is it different how is uh, medicine different in uh, us compared to india there's still a lot more for me to learn uh, because i did my mbbs in a government institute and i don't know how the medical practice is in a, is in a private institute like in uh, india Uh, so personal experience is lacking for me like uh, how the medicine is practiced in a private institute but from what i have experienced the primary difference is um, in the number of patients that a doctor sees uh, in india and in the us us there, there are like more doctors to patient ratios there right mm. uh, and us like if a one one doctor sees like so in my clinic uh, i see close to 8 or 10 patients in a day but back home in stanley in my clinic i that uh, so this one is like during um, 10 hour 10 hour shift 10 to 12 hour shift in india in a 6 hour shift i see like close to 50 to 60 patients so in my in my clinic that that's in my clinic in inpatient like uh, service is also like much higher much higher like the patient load that you uh, doctor has the pressure is really high isn't it like if you have a lesser number of patients you have more time more energy to dedicate to each and every patient so the care will be like really detailed and evidence based and uh, you will address all the medical problems but in india you will address only the primary medical problem uh, all the secondary medical problems you will not even have the time or the focus to like uh, you know dedicate and go into uh, details so that's the primary difference um, but otherwise the doctors in india are highly capable highly knowledgeable they read us they read so so much and they see so many patients they apply that knowledge in so many patients that their knowledge is actually much much better than the doctors in the us just that they don't have the time or the energy to focus on one single patient if in case like you know uh, for post graduation or for like super specialties if the number of seats uh, get higher in india the number of doctors uh, coming out will be much higher and that will make the situation much better definitely but uh, it's it's been like uh, ongoing thing like that's not going to happen yeah that's unfortunately right. yeah that's that's really nice to hear right like we didn't know about so much of things right more to from this medical thing right uh, to a poor more of a personal question uh, you're a very social person uh, you like mm-hmm. to be around with people crack jokes Uh, i know you personally right like so how is it been the us right you are alone away from your family uh, missing home food you visit them once a year and, uh, you stay there com- completely in a single hostel or a room yes and it's just you the hospital coming back preparing for your exams how was your journey after you came to us and how did you do you get a hang of it or you're still getting a hang of it like how is it going there So over here it's like a very lonely life man uh yeah. you know like uh, the social support like that we have back home the number of friends number of family who actually like uh, call you and ask you like what are you doing you will yeah. miss it actually 
correct to a point it will be stressful back home constantly nagging it will be like nagging like what are you doing like are you settled are you doing this are you doing that but actually they care about you yeah uh, they, that's why they keep asking you that but over here like um, most of the relationships you have with people it's all superficial like nobody mm-hmm. will have like deep relationships where you can share your deep thoughts uh, about what you're going through in life the stresses that you're going through in life back home anybody you can open up to and uh, you know it will be like you'll be have that comfort zone to open up to people like back home yeah. over here the to get to that comfort zone is much difficult mm-hmm. um th- that's with regards to anybody like uh, you get to know unless you have grown up with them it's very difficult to open up to people here yeah. so while i was in baltimore for like 2 years uh, that's when like i started feeling really lonely especially in weekends during weekdays yeah. you'll go to work you'll come back you'll uh, do something you'll sleep off but during weekends you're just by yourself you'll always have to find something to do get to know people so i actually had to like uh, motivate myself to get a social circle i actively went out like on weekends to like different places it doesn't occur naturally you'll have to force it and um, but uh, when you do it i think you'll eventually find a group of people you can like hang out with and uh, you can get yourself through the loneliness but it will take an effort and many people like will uh, like hesitate to take that effort like if they are like introverts uh, they will definitely hesitate to take that uh, effort i'm i'm like uh, somewhere in between an extrovert and introvert for me like it still took an effort uh, but once i found the right set of people like uh, it was smooth um, but the transition was like quite difficult so back home in india like i never used to wash my clothes or cook uh, I, d- i didn't even know how to fold my clothes so everything was done taken care of uh, and um, over here i had to do everything on my own and at yeah. such like uh, what i was like 20 23 24 uh that's when i started to learn how to wash clothes how to like fold them how to cook so i eventually became self sufficient like i can survive on my own um that was like quite comfortable for myself um being self sufficient and i i had to learn it and it was like uh, a quite an experience <laughs> yeah that's really good to hear your side of the story right what do you think the doctors actually uh, feel bad about right like uh, you want the common people to know see like the common people just uh, google stuffs and uh, they just get this symptoms and i have this and google gives mm-hmm. you such kinds of things and they just take those uh, medicine right and then they go to a doctor and doctor gives the same medicine so Uh, what is this i can the google itself gave it for free what is the doctor doing it so things like that right what do doctors actually uh, feel that common people should know it right yeah man that's a very good question like uh, what is what is the perspective of a doctor from a patient standpoint isn't it uh, yeah. many doctors will uh, not focus about it um, so oh. say um, a patient has like some headache okay it's just like a tension headache probably like drinking too much coffee or like not getting enough sleep uh he just comes to your clinic doctor has been having the headache for a long period of time so like we know like we are going to prescribe paracetamol that's not the answer but you have to educate the patient you have to tell uh, educate patient education is key which is lacking like back home we don't have time to educate the patient so yeah. we have to educate like on proper sleep cycle proper routines proper habits food habits and uh, exercise also we have to like give them comforting words so this is mm. uh, just like a temporary setback your headache will get better you have to take this medicine as you need but you have to make some changes in your life in order for you to like uh, prevent having frequent headaches so you have to educate the patient in a right way in a comforting way 
and he has to develop that comfort with you the relationship that a doctor gets with a patient is just something like medicines can't do uh, and almost 30 to 40% of the time you won't even need medicine um even if you had not given paracetamol for that patient uh, with a headache if you have just like talked uh, appropriately talked well and made the patient understand like what the stress is how to balance uh, that stress in life um even without medicine you will get better medicine will sometimes just be a placebo so i told you right like uh, in my first year of medical college yeah. uh, i was feeling nauseated like i was going through so much stress i was just like retching so much uh, before my exam so my mom gave me a medicine uh, she gave, uh, gave me a pill like she told me like take this uh, it's going to like help with your nausea i took that and like half an hour i was like completely better then uh, after my exam i came back and i asked like okay what medicine you gave me uh and she told me it's just a glucose tablet <laughs> so it's not anything it's not a medicine it's just placebo it's only your mind so yeah. like uh, like our famous nadal says right mind yeah. over matter correct if you have a control over mind like your body is just like uh, you can let it run and yeah. medicine is just something you have to prescribe cautiously just because you are a doctor you have a capacity or the authority to prescribe you can't just keep prescribing whatever you want especially in this covid time you see like people are prescribing like some crazy medications antiparasitic medications heavy dose steroids for patients like young patients who don't need it it causes like complications including fungal infections all that is like uh, unwarranted right like uh, just because you have the capacity to prescribe it doesn't mean you have to prescribe whatever you need um you have to like uh, have a balance in prescribing medicines it's eventually like uh, chemicals right mm-hmm. even though they are helpful but um, you still need to know when to prescribe and when not to prescribe yeah i the next question actually comes to the answer you just told right like uh, the mind side of it right like tell us about uh, the mental health right like what's happening nowadays right the need of the hour there are people who are getting uh, depressed uh, the anxiety levels are high among youngsters uh, what what's happening with this world right earlier there wasn't much awareness about it but uh, right now there are lots of people who and especially during this covid times right we are not supposed to go the lockdown is forcing us to stay home not much of uh, outside air it's only us in the rooms uh, what is this you know kind of kindly educate us about what what we should do right like mm-hmm. uh, during this tough times definitely man like uh, i think this lockdown has uh, caused like so much uh, like mental health issues in a lot of people like it's unfortunate and uh, you know like uh, back early on like before the advancements in all the technology that we have had like before like social media like facebook instagram and everything uh people actually used to like go out like uh, see other people like face to face talk to them face to face a lot hang out with them every now and then and, and have like great social support like uh, everything was like in person um so the amount of mental health issues at that time was much less like eventually when we have this advancements in social media even though like it was helpful uh, for a point like uh, people started secluding themselves like in a in a closed room um just they themselves the phone the laptop and people like avoided uh, going out like talking with other people so eventually there was like a rise in a lot of mental health uh, disorders including depression and anxiety these two are most common and coming to the us like over here like i see patients everywhere right so 
if i if i see like 10 patients a day at least like four or five will will have some anxiety medications or like some depression medication oh. at least four or five will have so okay. i would say 50% of the patients i see have it like um, it's very common here compared to like uh, in india but i would i would say like even in india it's common people just don't acknowledge it Uh, people have uh, yeah people like feel embarrassed to acknowledge it actually uh, many people like feel embarrassed to say like okay i'm depressed okay i'm um, i'm like uh, anxious about they don't even know first of all like patient education is lacking they yeah. can be anxious about a lot of factors in life and that can take a toll on the on the on the mental health and they can just keep like thinking about or stressing about the same problem like over and over again it is actually a disease Hmm. uh people don't acknowledge it as a disease it's not a personality disorder it's not a problem in your character it's not something you're born with or uh, or you know like something that you have acquired it's just like uh, uh, an imbalance in the in the hormones and imbalance in the neurotransmitters in your brain that causes a very low depressed mood anxiety usually these two are like most common so there are like a lot of other mental health uh, issues as well but depression anxiety is the most common things but it is still a disease like uh, people avoid like seeking out uh, to like you know others for help i can like uh, kind of get their uh, view point about it like uh, you know they will be thinking what will others think when they come to know like you know they have like some mental issue going on how they will approach um, how they will judge them so all of that restriction is there right so even like telling to your own parents or or to your own like sibling uh, is difficult at times like uh, what will they think about you like uh, if they if they actually like don't support you well like what will happen like because they are already depressed at that time they are already depressed or anxious at that time and that will make things even worse to like break it out to like others over here like uh, people like have the uh, like um, they are more like free, free in like reaching out like they don't have that restriction as much as back home uh, but i would say like uh, if if at all like you are feeling low dull so having a depressed mood low mood everybody has it like i have it you have it it doesn't mean like you have something called a major depressive disorder that's like a icd 10 diagnostic criteria there are like diagnostic criteria for like uh, calling it a major depressive disorder so you have to satisfy like certain things but you never know you might be having it i would say if you are feeling like depressed having a low mood having like loss of interest loss of concentration loss of appetite loss of energy sleep disturbances seek out for help man like just feel free um, nobody is going to judge you like uh, eventually your mental well-being is so important that it takes a huge role on your physical well-being okay. if you are like uh, like mentally content you will never know like how healthy you are mental health is something like which uh, even doctors themselves don't acknowledge in their patients uh, they just treat hypertension diabetes okay take these medications your sugar is under control your blood pressure is getting under control you can go home you will never know like they are depressed until you talk with them so how what's going on in your life how's your social life it's just 5 minutes of talk with your patients that's going to like have so much effect they're going they they might my patients have broken down in front of me like uh, sometimes i just ask them like um, how's it going on in your life they'll be literally passed away so yesterday i saw a patient like uh, the patient had covid and uh, she was hypoxic which means like low oxygen levels in the body i told her to get admitted like get admitted you need iv medications you need oxygen supply 
she was like she started crying she's she said like uh, her daughter passed away last week and uh, they still have to do like all the procedures and everything else like take care of like their belongings and what not she said like she's going to go home uh, i i respected whatever decision that she has taken like even though like it warranted admission but at that time she wasn't like mentally well to be in the hospital because being in the hospital as a covid patient you will not have any visitors any family members to come and visit you so that's a major major like toll on your like mental well being see already you have lost somebody and you're in a hospital and you're not having any visitors so i told her to go home but come back like once like everything is settled so you'll have to like balance it out like you have to take this mental well being into manner, matter for all the patients many doctors don't do it but there are like few doctors who do it and like there are uh, psychiatrists like psychologists who also like uh, focus only on your mental health so you can like uh, definitely reach out for support man people need like mental health support like you i me talking to you during my like difficult time that's 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 a that's a great support that i have like so even the small things all those small things matter like you know just reach out to your close friend and then like close family talk it out talk it out like don't have any restrictions in talking it out talk it out you'll feel better and then it will it will help you focus and concentrate and it has a lot of uh, positive effects definitely true thanks a lot for those words aditya so that really means a lot and uh, and i hope uh, the listeners actually take good note of this and uh, make the best use of it right so thanks for this uh, sharing this aditya i really respect about uh, all the doctors and and i have immense respect to you to like whatever you've gone through and i'm in such vicinity with what you've gone through right so mm-hmm. uh, i wish you all the best uh, with whatever you're doing uh, with this we kind of come to the end of uh, our interview i wish you the best uh, in whatever you your future endeavors is uh, thank you so much mohan uh, i i would uh, recommend you to like continue doing this uh, interview like a lot of different people get their perspective everyone's perspective is different and i think it will uh, be like really helpful even for me to listen to your episodes like it will be helpful like to see like how each and everyone is like doing their hard work and uh, how how different it is like for each and everyone uh, to attain success and uh, it's not uh, easy but uh, still not impossible also yeah thanks a lot aditya uh, thank you mohan thank you for like having me man yeah thanks it's been an absolute pleasure um Okay. we'll catch up soon definitely yeah, sure thank you sure sure okay bye thanks a lot for spending your valuable time listening to our podcast it was indeed pleasure having you here if you like this episode please rate review and subscribe to our podcast find strength within i'm constantly looking out for feedback from my listeners if you'd like to reach out to me you can contact me on my instagram handle m o h a n r a n g t h a n e or shoot out an email to m o h a n r a n g t h a n e at gmail.com so excited to see you back on the next episode take care stay safe namaste